Well, uh, my time is limited this morning, so I figured we'd just jump in if that's okay with you. Uh, I got a lot to say and very little time to say it in. So uh, you can meet me in the book of Matthew, the gospel of Matthew. It'll be chapter 11, and we'll pick it up in verse 28. Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. And uh, I'm going to stall for one second so you can Google it on your phone and get there. Or if you're old school and you use paper, um, that's fantastic as well. Matthew, it's the first gospel, it's in your New Testament, and it is a good one. So Matthew chapter 11, verse 28, um, and it says this, the train's left the station, just, you know, come on, it says this, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. So, Lord God, we come before you, and we thank you for your church. We thank you for your scriptures. Father, would you speak to us this morning in a way that only you can? I pray, Lord, that our hearts and our ears, our minds, Lord, that we would be attentive to you, and we would, we would gather, and we would learn, and we would keep and hold on to all that you would have for us this morning. Father, would you, would you speak through me? Would you limit distractions that are around us, Lord? Your children have gathered, and we want to hear from you. We pray this in the powerful name of Jesus Christ. And everybody said? Amen. Amen. It is my observation in the year 2020 that every single human being is weary and carrying a heavy burden and in need of some rest. I, I, I don't care who you are. I don't care where you've been. I don't care what your story is. This has been a year, and I, I don't know if any of us make it out of here un, uh, unscathed, with, without some sense of brokenness, without some sense of uh, wounding. Surely you've experienced a difficulty in your life on some level, and I just feel in my bones that we need to pause for a moment as a church, and we need to understand that we're tired, and we're weary, and we're carrying burdens, and we are in need of some rest. And so, look, let's just be honest. Jobs are being lost. Businesses have changed. Uh, the way that you and I, even, you know, if you're married and you try to go out and have a date night, that looks different, doesn't it? You ever gone to an establishment? It could be even the grocery store. You start walking in, and you realize, oh, my goodness, I forgot my mask, and you have to drive all the way back home to go get it. It kind of throws a wrench in your date night. If you're like, oh, we're at the restaurant, and we're not allowed to enter. We can't do any of it. The way you interact with your family is different, right? What should be a blessing of everybody staying at home and spending quality time with family has become one of the most stressful things. And some of you are just smiling on the inside because you know deep down in your soul that I, uh, that I'm 100% correct on that. Now, like, family, what a blessing until 2020. <laughs> And the nervous laughter that's going on right now, it further illustrates the point that things are not okay and you are carrying the burden because you know deep down in your mind and in your soul that if the family unit can't even get along, what am I supposed to do as an individual? While husbands are away at work trying to figure out how am I going to make this thing go, can I, do I have what it takes to provide for the family, can I lead the family in such a time as this? Moms are at home with the kids trying to figure out how in the world do I homeschool my kids and get them a quality education, let alone the social skills that come along with the public school system. We're tired, we're weary, we're carrying burdens. And some of us, 
might I argue, the majority of us have slipped back in what we would call bad habits. And we would spin that and say bad habits when they're really their addictions. They're, they're false, uh, they're hurtful coping mechanisms. There's things that we do in life and we reach out to feel the, to fill the void, to numb some of the pain and some of the hurt. And friends, I'm here to tell you this morning that we're tired. And I, I think we're weary. Because some of the burdens that we're carrying, we're not meant to carry those. And yet, here we are. Have you ever noticed, those of you, raise your hands if you're on Zoom or some sort of uh, web-based platform for work. Anybody, just out of curiosity? You ever had that moment where you look at yourself on the screen and you're like, oh, Lord, has it come to this? Like, and, and you've adjusted the angle, right? Like, you know, if I put the camera up higher, it makes me look thinner and all that. You've messed with all the angles and still you look at it and you're like, that's, wow. Some of the pleasures in life, like some of you, you love to cook at home and now you can't stand it. Like your favorite meals, it doesn't matter what your favorite meal is. Uh, it, it just doesn't, it doesn't satisfy the way it used to. And look, I just, on the beginning of this, I listed off some, some heavy things, but I, this even boils down to some of the burdens you carry are like, what in the world are we going to have for dinner because I'm sick of having this again? And so this morning, in a very uh, sobering way, I, I, I simply want to get us going and jump straight into the Word. And I, I'm going to give you your first point right off the bat. It's real simple. It, it says this, number one, we all got burdens and we're tired. And you got to say it like that. We all got burdens. Every one of us got burdens. And we're tired. I don't see anybody writing. I, I hear the people online just typing away. You're, you're with me. You're like, I'm tired. I didn't even make it out of bed. But here I am at church. <laughs> and Jesus says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. So weary and burdened, weary and burdened, weary and burdened. Weary, weary is more than just being tired, although that's a part of it. Weary is this idea that... Um, it, it, it is a, a slow grind and a, a, a chipping away and eating away out of your outlook of life. It's, it's this desire, it's this idea that you have a backpack on and the weight keeps piling on and piling and piling and piling. And you have, you see the mountaintop and you're climbing towards the mountaintop, but each step gets heavier and heavier, heavier. And it keeps eating away at that desire, that perseverance. And it just, you become weary. It, it sucks. And this is a, a gradual thing. This isn't instant. This is a slow process. This is a slow fade of just sucking away the enthusiasm on your outlook on life. It's, it's more than tired. It's, it's weary. And burden, burden, you know burden. Burden is that thing you carry. The idea that you've got to raise your family, raise your kids. You've got to go to work. You've you got to find work. Somehow in there, you're, you're, you're supposed to join a community, and, and you're not allowed to. <laughs> I don't even remember what the rules are. I think no more than five outside your household or, or whatever it is. But how, how are we supposed to thrive under those circumstances? How, so what do we do? We carry the burden. We come up with our own ideas, our own agendas, our own ways of doing things, and we carry it, and we go, and we go, and we go. And we're weary. And we're tired. And Jesus says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. And can I just, maybe for a quick moment, can I take 30 seconds and just encourage some of you? Because here's what we do. We show up to church on a Sunday, or you watch online, you're in the comfort of your own home, or you're in the parking lot. And some of you, you're in your cars. I'm glad you're here. Thanks for being here. But we show up on Sunday morning, and we look good. You took time this morning to pick out your outfit. 
And you pick the one, you know you look good in it, and so you put it on. And you walk out the door, and you feel really, really good about it. And some of you, you spilled coffee this morning, and you're like, ah, and you got to go change, and now you're wearing second best. And you're wondering in the back of your mind, you're like, oh, is this how it's going to go today? On your way to worship this morning, on the drive, you weren't worshiping, you were warring in your car with your spouse or with your children. And then you pop out of the car, and you smile, and you're like, yeah, praise the Lord. That's a burden. And as that goes on week after week after week, you become weary in doing so. And you get tired. And you're, you're, you need, you need a break. And I, I just want to take 30 seconds of, of time this morning and simply just encourage you. If that's you, if you're struggling with your family, if you're at home and you're feeling incredibly lonely and isolated, can I just say this morning, don't give up. Don't stop. Don't throw in the towel. You got to keep going. You have no other option. Some of you, I know, I've seen the emails, I've seen the posts online. You're in the worst place you've ever been with your children. Moms, dads, don't give up. Your children need you. Not some other mom, not some other dad. Your children need you. God put you in their life. And I know the marriage isn't what it was what it was supposed to be, what you dreamed it would be. And I, I know it's tough right now. And I know the time together is not perfect. None of you would draw it up this way. You wouldn't dream this way, but it's here today. Don't give up. Don't give up. Some burdens are worth carrying. That is one worth carrying. Don't quit. Don't throw in the towel. God is not done. Some of you are striving. You're struggling. You need, you desire community and you're looking everywhere for it. Don't give up. Keep going. Do not quit. Do not throw in the towel. God has a plan for you. You're carrying a burden and you're weary in Jesus this morning. And I have come here this morning to simply tell you, you need rest. And you will find it in Jesus. That is the promise of our Lord and Savior. But don't give up. Don't quit. Don't throw in the towel. Your babies need you. Your spouse needs you. Jesus needs you to do what he has instructed you to do. And maybe, maybe for this, this morning, maybe, maybe we just push pause on a couple of things and we learn what it is to come to the Lord with our burdens and with our weariness. And we learn what it means to rest. Now, this word rest is an interesting word because, uh, it, it's not, it's not the idea of slumber. <laughs> Although that feels awesome right now. It's not the idea of slumber. It's, it's not the idea of, uh, resting from work, but resting in work. If that makes sense. Um, it, it's the idea that you, you've, the job still has to be done. You're still working. You're still doing the process. But, but the weightiness of it, the anxiety of it, the stress of it, uh, that's, that's not there. It's almost like you get your, your second wind. Jesus says, come to me with all the stuff you have in your life, all your burdens, all the weariness, everything that you have, and come to me and I will give you rest. Meaning I, there's a way to do this, to persevere, to go through this, to endure this, and to not grow weary. In doing so. And, and, and he offers us rest. It's, it's a fascinating idea. I, I think, well, let me try and illustrate it this way. Uh, I, I love mountain bike riding. Does anyone mountain bike ride just out of curiosity? Anybody? We should go sometime. It'll be awesome. Uh, I had the, the privilege and um, unfortunate luck, I guess, uh, of going with a gentleman from our church. And I had a lot of fun. I'm not convinced he did. I think he did. He was real polite about it. See, I love mountain bike riding, but I'm not great at it. You're not, okay, let me explain it this way. Uh, th- if you've never mountain biked before, the idea is simply this. Like, you're on a bike, and you have to climb up a mountain. I know, right? So you're, you're climbing up a mountain, and 
I'm not exactly known for my athletic, uh, you know, abilities, but I, I like doing it. It's really fun. Now, the idea is this. You, you, you bring your bike, you bring some water, some snacks or something, uh, and you start climbing up a mountain because it's mountain biking. And as you're climbing up this mountain, uh, there are certain parts of the mountain that are really steep and other parts that are kind of like this. And so I'm going, I'm riding my bike, and he's awesome. He's like way ahead of me. And, and you know it gets difficult when they stop for a while and they wait for you to catch up, and then as soon as you're there, they take off again because they got their second wind, and you're just huffing and puffing. And if you've ever had the unfortunate incident of watching someone just, you know, like a, like a, a bunny rabbit just skipping up the mountainside, and you've had to go what's known in the business as hike a bike, you get off your bike and you push it up the hill. That was me. Now, I'm sweating it out. I had to turn in my man card because two-thirds of the way done, I had to ask him if I could drink some of his water because I ran out of mine. <laughs> you're climbing, you're climbing, you're climbing, you're climbing. Because in, in the end of, at the end of this, in your mind, you know that it is worth it. At the end, you, you go, 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 go. You got to get to the top of the mountain because once you're there, and by the way, I did make it there. It was Galbraith Mountain, and we finally got to the top. And that means there's about 5.5 to 6 miles of downhill. There's jumps. There's steep drops. There's all these exciting things. And the whole time I'm climbing up the hill in my mind, I'm like, oh, man, I just got to get there, just got to get there, just got to get there, just got to get there. Make, make no mistake, uh, I, I'm tired. I'm thirsty. My legs are burning. But in, in my mind, I can picture it. I just got to get to the top. And then I'm at the top. <laughs> and you look down and you go, here we go, baby. Tighten up the helmet. Lock in. Drink my buddy's water because I'm out. <laughs> Put it back in. Hop on the bike. And boom, you start flying down the hill. Now, make no mistake, it's work when you go downhill. It's work. You've got balance. You've got to figure out when you're going to break. When you're not going to break, you've got to pedal because that's not downhill the whole way, right? There's a couple spots where you've got to go up. And you've got to figure out what's my line, and I've got to stick to my line. And if I don't, I'm going to hit a, a root or a rock or something along the way. So it's work going downhill as well. It's just fulfilling. You get what's known in the business as a second wind. But it's still work. It's the idea of coming to Jesus with all your weariness and all your burdens and he will give you rest. When you and I wake up tomorrow, our situations are probably still the same. But it's downhill, baby, the whole stinking way. And you get this second wind and it's going to be refilling the work that you and I have to do. The responsibilities that we carry, they become, listen, restorative when we come to Jesus. It says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened. And I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. Take, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. Yoke, yoke. It's not, it's not an egg thing. It's kind of a, a strange word. We don't use the word yoke because it's just weird. Right? But the idea is this. A yoke is something that saddles two things together. You are connected to something else. And so Jesus is going, with all your worry, with all your burdens, with everything that, you, that you're carrying, I want you to saddle up next to me. I want to be attached with you. You and I, we are connected. And so we're climbing up the hill. We're getting to the goal in life, whatever it is. We're climbing up there and the work is hard. And Jesus is saying, I am right here with you. I am saddled up next to you. I am sharing the load. I will show you the way. You just have to keep step with Jesus. Because here's what happens. Every time you and I, we're looking at the mountaintop. We find the trail. We see the way up. And immediately we look for shortcuts, don't we? A hundred percent we do. Why? Because it's hard, man, and you'll get tired. 
And so we're looking for the shortcuts and Jesus goes, I know that looks good, but that's not going to lead you where you want to go. And we want to go that way anyways, but we're, we're yoked. We, we are saddled up. We are connected with Jesus. And he says, you can't go that way. We got to go this way. And if, friends, if, if we listen, if we listen to Jesus, we will hear him say, don't go left. Don't, don't go right. Go, go straight. Come to me, all you who are weary and carry burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. And what's that word? Help me out, church. What's that word? And learn from me. The idea is this. You're connected with Jesus Christ, and he's going to teach you along the way. Jesus, I don't know how to get to the top. What do I do? I've tried it my own way. It's not working. What do I do? And this idea of learn, it's not just simply in a classroom taking notes. It's the idea that you're right next to Jesus, so you go, Jesus, help. And you learn by asking. And you learn by observing and watching what Jesus does. And listen, listen, what Jesus does, you do. You mirror what Jesus does. Come to me, all you who are weary. Come to me if you're, if you're carrying a burden. Come to me if life is difficult right now. Come to me if you're unsure of what the future is. Come to me and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon. And take my yoke upon you and, and learn from me. I, Jesus will show you the way out. I, I promise you that Jesus is the answer to your difficult situations. It's not something that you Googled and read on the blog blogosphere or whatever it is and it's not your buddy that you you had late night text conversations with it you will find your way out from jesus and you will learn from jesus the key word in this whole passage that i'm going to walk us through is is the word come like go to jesus you ever been in such a difficult situation in life? It doesn't matter what it is. It could be today. But you're in a difficult situation in life and you talk to your buddies. You spend some time online. You go to the doctor. You seek a professional or maybe it's a counselor of some sort. And you're, you're doing all these other things. And finally you get so frustrated with it. You go, oh man, I should pray about it. I'm the only one. Cool. Oh, okay, there's a couple of us. It's, it, the idea of coming to Jesus when you're weary and you've got these burdens is, is you, you go there first. And friends, can I just say, in 2020, in 2020, we need, for our, our own sanity, we need to come to Jesus first. And, and friends, the world needs us to model that. Because they're struggling. They're lost. Have you noticed this? They're, they're weary. See, whether it's Netflix, whether it's retail therapy, whether it, it doesn't matter what it is. Everyone's looking for an outlet somewhere else. And friends, I'm here to tell us this morning, why don't we model it for everybody and give people hope and say it's in Jesus? We go there first. Come to me, all you who are weary and broken. And burdened. And I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart. Gentle and humble in heart. Um, this is really, really important. This, this idea of gentleness. Um, Jesus is not mad. 
when you come to him and you're struggling. He's, he's humble. He's not some far off distant God, you know, galaxies far, far away. He's, he's here. And you don't have to get your life correct and get everything in order and do all these things before you come to him. You just, you just come to Jesus with all your messed up nastiness. With all your sin. This is why, by the way, this is why I think church attendance is so important because messed up, screwed up, jacked up people like me and like all of you, we show up here every morning and we worship God because he is perfect and we are not. And we simply cry out to God and go, help! And he does! And then we show up next week. Why? Because we're not foolish people. We know that life is screwed up. We know that 2020 is really hard. We know that we are weary and we've got burdens and we need rest. So we show up week after week after week after week. And the world goes, why do you do that? And you go, because it works. You should try it. So I'm getting really excited. I'm sorry. I'm a little passionate. Come to me. If you're weary, if you've if you got burdens, and, and I will teach you because I'm gentle, which means I, I'm going to be patient with you, which means I'm not going to make you feel like trash. I'm not going to make you feel horrible about yourself. Jesus is saying, you can come to me because I'm humble. I, I am God, but I, please, I'm not so proud that I will not come down to earth and live among you and show you and teach you and heal you. I'm, I'm humble. And if you come to me, I'm going to show you a way out. I'm going to... I'm going to show you what to do. And by the way, I'm going to show you what not to do. Because there's both. I am gentle and humble in heart. And you will find rest. There it is. You will find rest for your souls. This word is interesting. This is a different type of rest. There's two types of rest that we're talking about here. The first one was rest in the work that you're doing. This is rest from the work, from the work of your soul. Because here's what happens. I alluded to it earlier. But we all show up to church and we look good, don't we? They got, did you feel the tension as soon as I went there? The tension here just went. We all look really, really good. We look good. We put our, if you wear makeup, you put your makeup on. You did your hair. You brushed your teeth. You ate your breakfast so you had energy. You could keep going. You could do your thing, right? And we come here and then people look at you and they go, hey, how's it going? And you go, good. And you just lied to yourself. You lied to that person and you lied to God. Your life's not good. You are in the middle of 2020 in a global pandemic. Please. Hey, how's it going? Everything's fine. Keeping busy. What are you busy about? The worrying. You're not good. You're not fine. Things are good. You're busy worrying. It's another way to distract you from the present reality of dealing with your problems. Hey, how's it going? Praise the Lord. Feeling blessed and highly favored. God is good all the time. All the time. God is. Oh, so you've said it. This is what we do, and I just want to call a timeout and go, no, you're not. Some of you, you are, and I'm so excited that you are because we need you. We need to hear your stories, and I'm glad you're, you're excited. I'm glad, honestly, from the bottom of my soul, uh, you're, you're experiencing your best year ever. And I honestly, I'm so excited for you. But we need to relax for a moment and just realize that there are people that are struggling, and I know it's not popular to talk about. But friends, my social media page is flooded, I'm sure like yours, of people that are crying out going, it is so hard right now. It is so lonely right now. I don't know if I have what it takes to teach my kids. 
forget how to people, how to mom, how to dad, how to husband, how to whatever, how to do my job, my role, my responsibility is so difficult right now. And I, I simply this morning want to say what we, you and I, what we need to do is come to Jesus. And he will restore us because he will give us rest. It's, it's the rest that you and I get when we, don't, when we no longer have to pretend to be something that we're not. Because we've never done that at church, right? I said we've never done that at church, right? <laughs> church is a place where you and I, we can come together and say, I, I, I'm screwed up. This week I got so incredibly angry at my spouse. You know what that's like when two weeks ago you preached a sermon on marriage? It, it was a hard week. I was, I was short with my kids. I was short with coworkers. My, my life is not okay. And so I preach a message on coming to Jesus. Because I need him to restore my soul. My soul, when you and I pretend like we have it all together, like life is perfect, our soul is out of alignment. And get this, watch this. What we have added to the, the, the weariness and the burden that we are carrying, we are now carrying the burden of pretending. And that was never a burden that you and I were supposed to carry, especially, especially in the body of Christ. You come to Jesus as you are. All the good, all the bad, the nasty, the brokenness, all, all of that stuff. You and I, we just come to Jesus as we are, and he's the one that restores. And it says here, if we come to him, he'll teach us what to do, and he will give us rest for our souls. Here it is in its fullness, verse 28. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart. And you will find rest for your souls. And here's the end. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Number two in your notes, if you are burdened and weary from following Jesus, you're doing it wrong. If you're burdened and weary from following Jesus, you're doing it wrong. Some of you, it's not uncommon for people to be following Jesus for years and years and years and to become the most bitter, angry, judgmental people in the world. You're trying to do all this work for Jesus and you're trying to prove to Jesus how dedicated you are and you're, you're trying to lead by example so that your family will follow and your friends will follow and you're trying to do all this stuff and if you're weary and if you're burnt out of following Jesus, friends, we're, you're not doing it right. And if you're tired of pretending and playing the church game of everything's okay... If you wake up in the morning and you get excited about all the pretending you have to do, you're doing it wrong. One of the coolest things about Jesus, what I love so much about following Jesus, is I don't have to wake up in the morning and try to be something that I am not. I, I don't pretend with Jesus because he knows. He knows you're broken. He knows. And so here's what I want to do. I, I want to shift for a moment and I, I want to lead us in communion because I, I think it perfectly symbolizes the, the idea of people of the church coming together and coming to Jesus with everything that we have and asking him to show us the way out, asking him to restore us. So I'm going to invite the band up and, and we need to take a couple minutes and we need to do some work with Jesus. 
And so hopefully you got your communion elements when you walked in. If not, you can raise your hand and, and someone's going to help, help you out. We'll keep passing these things out to make sure you have one. But friends, here, here's what we do in, in communion. We, we simply come before the Lord and we say, hey, broken, messed up, unsure as I am. Jesus, I'm coming to you. And I acknowledge that I am sinful. I acknowledge that I have been pretending. I acknowledge that I have not lived up to all that you or I think I should and could be. And Jesus, I come before you and I simply return. I need rest. I need rest. There's a passage that I love to read, and I think it sets us up beautifully for communion. This is the Apostle Paul. He's writing to the church in Corinth. And he says this, For I received from the Lord what I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And so what I want you to do is, with this wrapper, just kind of peel it back. There's two of them in here. Hopefully you get just the top layer. And take the bread. And this is going to symbolize Jesus' body. It's the idea that he has taken our burden, our sin. He bore our burdens. Friends, so that you and I don't have to. That is such a freeing experience. It's a beautiful thing. Jesus is saying, I I know life is difficult. I know you're struggling with this. And I, I know it's partly because of your own sin that got you in this mess in the first place. I know. But would you just come to me would you, would you give that to me and I will bear that on the cross so church whether you're online you're in the parking lot or in your car as we eat the bread would you remember the sin that Christ bore on the cross for you for I and for the world let's eat In the same way, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This is the cup of the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so we got the second one here. It's the idea of the, the blood of Christ. It's what washes us clean. It's what purifies us. It's a church family, whether you're in the parking lot, online, or in the cars, let's drink And remember what Christ's death and resurrection has done for us. The band's going to lead us in one song. And then I'm going to come up and I got about five more minutes. Then I want to wrap this up. But in this time, as the band is leading us in worship, would you simply pause for a moment? I know you got appointments. I know you got things to do after church. But I promise you none of those are as important as what we're about to do right now. And so in this moment, in this song, would you, would you just come to Jesus with, with your secrets, with your, your sin, with the burden that you have, with the weightiness that is your life, and just say, Jesus, I need help. And in your own time and in your own way, take a minute 
And let's come before the Lord.